This is the Berman Method Podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy! Rollin', 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 rollin'! Yeah! Oh, boy. <laughs> Hope everybody had their volume turned way up for that. The Berman Method Podcast, where we're focusing on treating problems and not symptoms. I'm Dr. Jake Berman with my co-host... Jenny Berman, physician assistant. <laughs> that was intense, wasn't it? It was. David against Goliath, going against the corporate medical system. I'll never get tired of saying this because I feel like ranting today. So I'm going to get started on a rant here in a minute. Okay. I do have a comment about that actually in a book that I'm reading. About my ranting? Well, your ranting could go on with what I'm about to say. Okay, so do you want to say first and then I rant? Yeah, so I'm reading a book called Fiber Fueled, and he actually comments... Hold on, Fiber... Fiber. Fueled. Fueled. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can talk about that on a different podcast, how important fiber is for our body for more than just your bowel movements. But anyway, he actually commented on physicians and mid-level providers getting charged by insurance companies to talk about preventative care and nutrition. What? Insurance companies, like essentially the providers are paying to spend time to talk about preventative care and nutrition because insurance doesn't reimburse for it. And because of overhead, essentially, we are actually... And the way the medical world is today in the United States with insurance companies, providers in in in-network clinics actually end up paying, losing money to talk about nutrition. That's the right way to say it. You're not paying. You're actually just not making. Well, he considers it paying because we're still paying to have our, the practice and we're still paying, you know, overhead and all that. Yeah. So isn't that crazy? It is crazy, but it makes perfect sense. It's the reason why you only get 17 seconds with the doctor when they come in, like an orthopedic doctor. I, I'm telling you, 9.9 times out of 10, whenever I have a client that has been to an orthopedic doctor, they say the same exact thing. He came in, never even looked at me, never even asked me to move. Didn't touch me. Never touched me read off what the MRI said, and then walked out the door. He was there and gone in less than two minutes. Right. It's like, what? And then patients wonder why they've never been talked to about their posture or their hip level actually causing their pains, or in my case, their food sensitivities causing problems everywhere in their body. Yeah, I mean, we could get off on a tangent on this one just with you alone. I mean, let's let's take a 
let's take five minutes because I think it's important and just take a step back before you got sick, before your first semester of PA school, before you got sick, you were considered a healthy lady, but asterisk, healthy lady with asterisk, you had to use a medicated shampoo. Right. Or your hair would fall out. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, I went on steroids for my hair at the age of 16. And doctors were fighting me to put me on steroids. They didn't want to do it because I was so young, but yet they had no other answers to why I was losing my hair and had psoriasis and all the other things. Yeah, so you're losing your hair. You have psoriasis, so your skin looks like gator skin. How traumatic was that as a teenage girl? It was terrible. High school was <laughs> terrible, yeah. So... Anyways, there, there's more to this story, but fast forward, you lose weight, get sick, and don't get answers. Long story short, gluten sensitive, cut gluten out of your diet, you start getting healthier, you start gaining weight again, and magically, your hair stops falling out. My head got 100% better. Never used medication on it since. I'll never forget it because I remember when you ran out of shampoo, you ran out of that medicated shampoo, and you're like, oh, I need to refill it. And I, I don't remember the exact words that were said, but anyways, you didn't refill it. I think it was just inconvenient to go refill it. So you went an extended period of time. Then you're like, oh, my hair's not falling out anymore. Mm -hmm. I, guess, I, was, I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. I, was very, I remember when we first started dating, <laughs> after you get, would get done blow drying your hair, the floor. <laughs> I could like create a dog with my the amount of hair on the floor. Yeah, it was, was crazy. Horrible. It was horrible. But that was just a symptom. Your hair falling out was a symptom of a problem that was going on in your gut. Right. Are you freaking kidding me? Vitamin nutritional deficiency. I wasn't absorbing nutrients to be able to grow hair or hold hair. So, yeah. But you didn't really have any other symptoms. I mean, you're a retired gymnast, level nine gymnast, athlete your whole entire life. And the only symptom that you had that showed up was your hair was falling out. Right. For years until the rest of the symptoms presented. Right. Which is how it happens with most individuals. They have some small inconvenient symptom that has been around for a long time that they just didn't attribute or don't attribute to something more serious going on until then it becomes debilitating and life altering. And a lot of times I'll go back with clients, you know, I spend over an hour with all clients on their very first visit, talking about this, going back to their childhood, to high school, to college, talking about different types of things that went on different times of their life. And by the end of the consultation, I'm like, okay, this is where you're at right now. But little did you know, your body has been leading up to this since you were an infant. I mean, you had eczema as an infant or you had asthma as a child. Like these, is, this is where it was actually starting. So when people say, you know, I've always been fine until I'm 56 years old and it all of a sudden changes. Well, that's not really accurate. This has been leading up all along. But doctors don't have time to talk to you about that. They don't have time to say, oh, your asthma could actually be related to your food. Instead, let's just hand you a medication to make your breathing a little bit easier. Or your psoriasis could be related to your gut. Instead, let's just hand you a steroid, which is actually 
worsening your gut um, by taking the steroids. So, but it's just, and again, where we started this conversation with insurance is insurance doesn't reimburse physicians or mid-level providers for talking preventative care or nutritional counseling. And so it's just not done. But same thing in your field in the physical side of it is they aren't reimbursed for talking exercise or talking again, preventative care, physical therapy, posture, technique. So then we end up where we are. Yes. Since we're on this topic, and this is kind of like ranting right now, we're, we're venting right now. We're David going against Goliath, Goliath being the corporate medical system. This is not a new thing. This has been going on for years. So the thing that ultimately led me to your discovery and figuring out that you had a gluten sensitivity was when I finally read through the book, The Grain Brain, written by Dr. Perlmutter, who ironically is out of Naples, from Naples, had a practice in Naples. And in that book, he cites multiple studies where they're looking at people since the 90s, studies that have been going on through the 90s where they're looking at people with dementia, Parkinson's, all these diseases that do not have cures and doing interventions with them. And the only intervention was dietary. And at the end of the study, the results were better than the other group that had the medicated or the pharmaceutical interventions. For example, I think there was one explicit study that I remember reading about, which was a stage four cancer patient, cancer patients, not just one, multiple stage four cancer patients, where they had terminal illnesses and were not expected to live more than six months. And these patients volunteered to do the dietary intervention and just get off chemo and all that other stuff completely. The vast majority of them outlived their prognosis compared to their counterparts, the counterparts in the other study. Yet none of this is getting published. What is the reason why these results don't get published? It's not FDA approved. It's not monitored. Because there was no pill. Well. There was no quote-unquote intervention. It was just dietary. You just changed the diet. So there wasn't this group took this drug and the other group took the other drug. They can't monetize it. No, no one control. There is no one control and they can't monetize it. They can't. The FDA cannot monetize changing your diet. The FDA or the pharmaceutical companies cannot monetize. True changing your diet. So th- there's multiple, multiple studies. I mean, this has been going on, like I said, since the 90s. And these are quality studies that cannot get published, cannot get any recognition because there was no quote unquote medication that caused the positive outcome. Mm-hmm. So that should piss everybody off listening to this. And that's the reason why we're making this podcast is because we're trying to say you don't need something that was made up in a lab, some pharmaceutical chemistry concoction where they're spending billions to make trillions. Right. Right. So anyways, <laughs> what were we even planning on <laughs> yeah, talking about? Yeah, we weren't planning to go on that long of a tangent about this, but <laughs> here we are. 
I know what I wanted to talk about today is the daggum injections. Man, I'm really fired up right now <laughs> because I've gotten multiple people over the past few weeks, specifically for knee pain, one for shoulder pain, but multiple for knee pain, where they chose not to come to us because simultaneously they're going to the orthopedic physician and they all got a cortisone injection. And all of them said their pain was fixed. Mm. So when I followed up with these people, every single one of them, this one in particular drives me nuts. He goes, man, I feel great. My knee hasn't felt this good in years. I'm jumping. I'm actually heading to the golf course right now, about to tee off here in a minute. I mean, my knee has never felt so good. And I'm going to do this for as long as I possibly can until they tell me I can't. Mm. And I'm going, what the f- are you freaking kidding me? Right. But I get it because they think that the pain is the problem. Right. So if the pain is not not there, then my knee is fine. There's nothing wrong with my knee. When in reality, <laughs> what's happening from the injections? The injection, this is the way I like to say it to everybody that asks me this question, is injections are great because they work. Injections are horrible because they work. The definition of work is they get rid of your pain. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's great. You're out of pain, but they're horrible because pain is there for a reason. Right. You have to listen to pain. Pain is telling you that there's something wrong. So you don't just want to get rid of the pain. You want to figure out why the pain is there to begin with. Right. Like this, it's, it's getting rid of the pain. Let's talk about what the injection is. Injections most commonly are cortisone, which is a steroid. Yeah. The point of steroids is to reduce inflammation and to avoid or take away the pain perception or receptors in the area. Right. So when they inject into a joint, yes, it decreases inflammation of the joint, and stops the pain receptors from responding so you're not actually having pain, but it's not fixing what is causing the inflammation in the first place. So the actual pathology or cause of the pain is still occurring in the background. So damage is still continuing to happen, but because there's no pain receptor at this point or inflammatory response in that particular area, you're not feeling the damage continuing to happen. Correct. So it's no different from the analogy of your wheel bearing going out on your car. So one of your car, you know, the, the tire spins on a wheel bearing. That's why metal can turn on metals because there's a bearing there. When the wheel bearing goes bad, it starts to make a noise. It starts to squeak. What you should do is immediately go to the mechanic, drop off the car so they can replace the wheel bearing. However, what you could do is you can take out some WD-40 and spray it on the wheel bearing and the squeaky noise will immediately go away. Like instantaneously, the squeaking is gone. Then it's like, oh, great. Let's keep driving down the road. And you can do this repetitively because eventually that WD-40 will wear out and the wheel bearing will start squeaking again. You can pull over, spray it again, squeak goes away, until eventually your tire literally falls off your car. Right. That's the same thing that's happening to your joints when you're getting injections, especially in the knee joint. I mean, the knee, 
Oh my God, you, you put some cortisone in the knee, then you go and you do things that you wouldn't normally do because it, you don't have the pain response anymore. You're accelerating the rate at which you're breaking down your knee joint. So then you have to, now then people wonder why they have to have a knee replacement or even worse, they think it's inevitable because mm-hmm. the surgeon says you're going to need a knee replacement but let's put it off for as long as you as you possibly can. So while we do while we're doing that, let's just inject you with some cortisone so that you can have a higher quality of life cuz you're going to need a knee replacement anyways. Regardless, right. So it's, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. When in reality, you know, going back is if they didn't get the injection, cortisone injection in the first place in the body was actually evaluated to see why is inflammation occurring in the knee? Where is it coming from? Whether it's actually the back or the hip or maybe the quad muscle, the muscle on your thigh not firing properly. So these are more the causes that we're actually having knee pain and the degradation or the breakdown of the joint itself in the knee. So if you could evaluate that before the cortisone injection, we may be able to prevent having to have a knee replacement or prolonging it for 20 years as opposed to five years. Right. Got it. (sighs) But once they have the cortisone injection, then they're not feeling the pain. You could probably still evaluate because they're still going to have weakness, a lot of weakness. So you can still probably figure out where the pain was coming up from initially by evaluating the weakness or differences in the sides. I'm glad you said that because that is a common objection we get to having people come in where people will call when they're flared up and in pain. One of the best examples to utilize is somebody will call after hours on a Friday asking for an appointment because they're flared up, they're in a lot of pain. And then when we get into the office Monday morning, first thing I call them at eight o'clock, hey, what's going on? Well, I was really flared up Friday, so I really wanted to get in somewhere, but I'm feeling okay now, so I don't really think I need to come in. It's like, what the, what? Well, what did you do to start feeling better? And the answer majority of the time is nothing. Right, time. Yeah. So if you didn't do anything to make it feel better, then you didn't do anything to fix the problem. Right. Rest does not count as making it feel better. Right. Because so anyways, it's going to come back or come back worse. Or- yeah. So the reason why I brought that up is it doesn't matter if you're acutely or presently experiencing pain or if the pain is like if it's a good day and you're not experiencing any pain we can still find what the problem is because pain is irrelevant in regards to our tests meaning that our tests are objective and they're going to tell us exactly what's going on versus pain is subjective meaning you have to tell me does that hurt does that not hurt where when we're doing our tests i don't care If you feel pain or not, I care what your body is telling me. Is this muscle firing? Is it not firing? Is it weak? Is it strong? Is this joint moving the way that it should be moving or is it not? Those are independent of pain. And those are the things that tell me this is the reason why you have pain. Right. Right. (sighs) So to kind of recap some of these points, 
You don't need to be in acute pain to be able to be evaluated with objective findings, special tests, looking at muscles, joints, ligaments, tendons. Cortisone injections will mask our pain. They will make the pain go away, but it's not actually fixing what is causing the problem. So the pain will return or the damage will continue to happen and leading us to worse scenarios than we were when we first started versus actually being evaluated and being able to identify the problem and work towards fixing the problem to prolong the inevitable, quote unquote, from the physicians of having to have joint replacements or worsening pain, worsening damage. Right. Physicians don't have time to talk about all of this. Because because they're in network. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because they're in network. So I think the overall take-home message is just pay cash wherever you go. (laughs) You can go to the same doctor. Just tell them, hey, listen, I don't want you to use my insurance anymore. I want to pay cash. And I bet you they give you way more time and attention. Right. Right? Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you're in like a hospital system, it'll never happen in a hospital system. But if you're going to a mom and pop doctor, just tell them, try it one time. Hey, can I get a little bit more attention if I just pay you cash? Like how much is your health worth to you? Does it, do you really want to jeopardize your health just because insurance pays for it. Mm-hmm. You know what the funny thing about this is? So many people, there. actually, let me say it this way. There's a lot of people that have a major, major issue paying out of their pocket for healthcare services. But these are the same exact people that will drive up to the the Mercedes or the BMW place and say, give me all the bells and whistles and not even think twice about it and get into this car that is top of the line. And it's like, what? Right. Like you're going to spend, you know, write a blank check for this car, but you're not going to write a blank check for your health that gives you the ability to get in and out of the car. Right. To to be able to drive the car. (laughs) Are you freaking kidding me? So ass backwards. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, my blood pressure is through the roof right now. Calm down. Actually, it's It's not because we're recording this a couple of days in advance. We're actually in Kansas right now. (laughs) That's true. Right? On the day this is coming out. Yep. So we're actually in a tree stand right now. Yes. With Stella. Stella's not in the tree stand. (laughs) But she's going. She's on the trip. Yeah. Yeah. So... Hopefully we see something. This is a little bit different time of year. We usually don't go in September because it's usually too hot. However, we're switching it up this year. We usually go in November. So we'll see what happens. Yes. We will follow up on it. Yeah. Next podcast. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? I think that's it for today. That's it? Yeah. Make sure you take care of your health. (laughs) (laughs) Dig deeper for the answer. Question everything. And I said this before, question all of your providers, even me. If I'm your provider, question me. And if I can't give you an answer that sounds like it makes sense, you better find somebody else. Right. Good? Okay, ciao for now. See ya.
Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.